0: Hello, I'm Chelsea and welcome to This Is Hard To Say. I'm here to talk about topics that are hard to say, which was originally birthed in 2020 from my lifelong eating disorder. I would love to educate people on disordered eating and also create a platform for us to talk about hard things like trauma, childhood, even simple interactions in our day-to-day life, joy, art. So this really is for all humans. And with that, We'll get going. Okay. So since we've been talking so much about food, I actually really do want to talk a little bit about art because art can be, oh gosh, I don't, I, I just, ugh, I love art. I feel like art brings you to the highest highs, just the most highest highs, mm-hmm. but also can take you to the lowest lows. Mm-hmm. There's so many challenges in art. There's so many hard things to talk about in art, and there's also so many joyous things to be like, "Oh my gosh, look what I created!" But sometimes we say, "Oh my gosh, look what I created," and the world doesn't respond the way we we are responding to the work, right? And so, anyways, I do think this is also a hard to say topic, but also a joyous topic. And I guess I just want to open the floor to like learn more about your because you've had quite an art career. Mm -hmm. I've known you for quite a few years now and seen you in multiple capacities teaching at the city college. That's where I met you To
1: Oh, was it? I thought you met me at my wedding.
0: Oh no, I met you at city college and then, okay. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then I was at up. your wedding yeah. and, um, I was
1: subbing for Stephanie or was I, you were, you had a class. I was teaching drawing.
0: Yeah. You were teaching okay. drawing, but, and then, you know, I've also, you know, taken figure drawing classes with you that yeah. have absolutely given me a perspective on figure drawing that no mm-hmm. other teacher had. And I, you know, you're so community forward and collaborative forward. And I just feel like a lot of artists are closed off to that experience and shy and scared and throw in imposter syndrome and you're just a tangled mm-hmm. mess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I just want to open the floor and hear what you maybe want to touch on and talk about what's giving you joy, what's not, what's challenging, anything. What do you want to say about art and your <laughs> and your your relationship with that amazing thing that can be great and terrible all in one?
1: Thanks. I, you know, I'm so excited to hear that, that reflection. so, you know, back at yourself of like, where, where is your art? Like the same thing, you know, in inverse to me, I'm trying to remember, like, I remember you being a printmaker. I remember you making prints, which why I thought with Stephanie's class. Um, but then I also remember you coming down to, to do drawing um, with the figure model. I think my relationship to art um, luckily has, has uh, it's, it's been my whole life. I've I've related to art uh, my grandfather when I was in art school and, and going and having breakfast with my grandfather and you know doubting you know being an adult who was in art school and like tr- really pushing to put my art as my number one identifier when somebody says hey you know what's what What do you do what do you get up to like what keeps you busy being confident in saying that you're an artist is such a such a weird like
0: I don't even like saying it sometimes it's, it's, so, it's like feels gross at it times it feels gross because then people are like well what do you do right what have you done? Right. What galleries have you shown? And you're like, do you even know what an artist is? Like, they're pretty much, they. Crawl into a hole and they're psycho. <laughs> so don't ask me what medium I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know.
1: It's every que- every time there's the follow up question of like, it, it, it's a it's it's an uncomfortable moment where it's like when somebody says, "Oh, what do you do?" and you say an accountant. Uh, you used to be able to that used to be a very clear thing to explain. Right. You know, yeah. Right? You do numbers. Cool. Oh, you either do accounts receivable or accounts payable. Right. Like, yeah. Know? Or both. Or taxes. Yeah. yeah. Um. But when you're an artist, there's this. It really is this. Um. I compare it to a lot of different things. Um, uh, an An artist is is an author, an artist is a composer. An artist is a somebody who is attempting to communicate through a vehicle that is this external thing and it and yeah. it and it feels weird. It feels weird to to be so ephemeral with people who are asking you a very concrete thing, like how right. do you pay your rent and I kind of wish they would say that, like what pays your rent? And then you could be like, oh, well, you know, my bank account is, is you know, multifaceted and difficult. I teach people how to build axes and then that would blow their mind, right. you know, the other direction. And
0: then they're like, that's art. Yeah.
1: yeah how is that art now? Exactly.
0: Oh, the questions I've been asked and the things I've heard people mm-hmm. say to me around art, I, I just, sometimes my jaw will not come back up off the floor.
1: It's true. It's true. And so I would say to my grandfather, like, you know, is this, is this right? Is this, he wasn't an artist. He was a, he was a hardworking, he was the hardest working person I would ever scene. And I would say like, does this make any sense to be an artist? Like, I just feel like, and I was expecting him to say to me, well, you should have, you know, a fail safe. You should have a backup plan. You should be, you know, your art can be what you do for fun on the weekends, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't make it your whole life. And he like Merlin Hawkins was his name. And what a name, What a name, Merlin Orville Hawkins. And he puts his fork down and he like, like kind of like with authority and he like stops what he's doing. He turns and he looks me straight in the eye and he's just like, that's all you've ever been. Wow. He's like, when you were four, I went on a trip and I saw this shirt that said, here comes trouble. And I brought that back to you because I like to say, here comes trouble because you didn't, you don't do things the way everybody does them.
0: Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing that he saw that and accepted it because that generation was the type of generation to say, no, you can't go be an artist. What are you
1: doing? He was he was that perfect mix of under different circumstances. Had he not been born dirt poor, had he not walked across the country during the Depression, picking every crop between mm. Arkansas and my hometown in Washington. Wow. Had he what's not. Your, what's your hometown? Ridgefield, Washington. It's OK. The, it's on the Columbia River. Had he not, you know, blown stumps uh, out of the uh, spinster down the road's backyard. With dynamite when he was 10 because he needed the money to pay food for food with the rest of his family i don't know what he would have got up to Mm. he did amazing things in that short time and the world just kind of kept kicking him in the teeth in various different ways he had enormous successes and then he'd get knocked backwards but for that man to look at his grandson and say what you're doing if you want to do it it's the right thing to do Mm, that's so cool was an incredible gift yeah Uh, to truly, to, you know, to, to be able to look at the world and say, and so I've tried to take that with me. That's, I mean, that's over, it's 20 years ago.
0: Well, basically. said to you at four, it's imprinted. Yeah. You're never going to forget that. It's long. Well, he or said. Or five or whatever. However, I mean, I guess four was the shirt thing, but yeah, whatever age shirt. you were that he said it. Let's get our timeline straight. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. So
1: otherwise this story won't make any sense that I was in art school at four. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: But this was when you were in art school. Yeah. God.
1: Well, it. but I got I got some real lucky breaks is that I I got introduced to certain people and certain concepts early on that pulled me out of kind of my own bad instincts, namely that I was making really cliché, derivative paintings that sold really well but didn't tell a bigger story and certainly didn't attempt to bond myself my work with my community. Mm-hmm. Instead, I just thought they were, you know, just cool paintings that people would like to look at, which is fine. Those are appropriate. That's an appropriate way to, to to communicate. And I got introduced to this, to a form of contemporary art that at the, at the time in the early two thousands, we were calling intermedia, which was, um, where you would have a genre that was non-conforming and you wouldn't, it was like video painting or sculpture photography. And it's like, Oh, is it photography of sculpture? No. Is it like, you know, it's using objects to, to make a photo realized image, uh, that's not through a camera lens. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, what do you call that? And you're like, it's intermediate. Like uh, it, it yeah. doesn't fit comfortably into one box or the other. Yeah. And I got introduced to these artists that were doing things that, that were so much more exciting to me than a flat image hanging on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I started chasing down this concept of the social practice, of the intervention, of the happening, of mm-hmm. the... Where it Functional felt, work, really. It felt to me like real life. It, yeah. felt, it felt to me like um, it, it wasn't me synthesizing something on the wall for people to look at. It felt like... Like an actual memory was being formed, an actual connection between people. And that carried into my teaching. So whenever I'm teaching, while the subject that we're usually working with uh, feels very tactile and physical and visceral, the intellectual kind of thing that's moving around the top of it, it's like, I'm giving you the tool to make the drawing. Now we're going to talk about what the drawing is doing after you've made it and what you're intended, what you're putting into, what the intention in the drawing that you're making. And so all of that, like controlled authorship, that idea of like how to build stuff when it comes to like part of your earlier question about or statement about you know art can make you exalted and feel happy and elated and then simultaneously or moments later, you know, can kiss Just to
0: you. drop you in a hole.
1: Yeah. I mean that a lot of that is there's been a lot of research around the chemical reactions that are happening inside of your head that when you're, when you're working in flow state, when you're working to make a creative process, if you have all of the chemicals in your brain, there's six of them uh, that fire off really good. And I used to have them all memorized, but it's like, you know, it's dopamine, it's serotonin, it's norepinephrine. It's, oh shoot, those are the three I'm going to get right now. Oxytocin. There's two more, but these are, there's these beautiful chemicals and you only have a very like finite amount of them. Uh-huh. Um, but when you drop into your flow state and drop into your, like your ultimate creative place, the place that feels so good, mm-hmm. um, all of those chemicals are firing. Mm. When you're in a fight, you might have two or three of the chemicals, mm-hmm. uh, going off when you're uh, on a Is ro-
0: adrenaline. One of them. No, no.
1: Um,
0: that's a hormone.
1: You're, yeah, you're going to make me look these up, but anyway. No, 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 I won't. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Stephen Kotler and um, Jamie Wiley-Wheel and Mikhail St. Mihail. Oh, I just butchered his name. He's <laughs> he's a Czechoslovakian uh, philosopher who or researcher who does a lot of uh, science around flow state and around these, mm. these brain chemicals. Mm-hmm. But one of the beauties is is that, and there's lots of conversation around flow state, but it essentially is, it's when your your brain chemistry shifts. Jeffs and you move into this creation mode Mm -hmm. and all of your stressor hormones flush, they just leave. Amazing. Your frontal lobe expands into a place of, it stops focusing on worry and anxiety and the things around you that you're worried about. And instead it just, it kind of deactivates. Normally we're such good humans because we have this giant frontal lobe and it allows us to like anticipate if a snake is going to bite us or if a wolf is going to jump. Yeah,
0: which is like overwhelming in today's age.
1: Right, because it's not just that right now. It's now it's taxes and now it's like your bills to pay and now it's like, what do other people Constant. think of me? And, right. yeah. and so when you're talking about like eating disorders, like what's really one of the main things is probably going off. I don't, it's not science I've done, but your frontal lobe's very active. And right. That, yeah. And so you're anticipating all of the things that you might need to anticipate to protect yourself.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which is a
1: really good evolutionary thing, but it's right. It's not great for like feeling still and feeling right. safe.
0: It's like having traumas as a child and then continuing to protect yourself as an adult from that trauma, but you don't need to. Right. right. Yeah.
1: Well, and this is why like, like. Uh, people coming out of disordered eating and other psychological struggles or any anything that has to do with like trying to get healthier with your body. Creativity is amazing for it because it it deactivates the frontal lobe and the frontal lobe is where your self-awareness is. It's where you're concerned about what people think of you. It's where you keep track of time. It's where you keep track of this narrative Mm -hmm. of who you are. And instead you drop into this place where you're just making. Mm -hmm. And all six of those drugs are, are all six of those chemicals are going off in your brain at the same time. And they're they're working to make you feel focused on what you're Doing and feel like what you're executing is is meaningful, and that's what oxytocin does. It gives you the cuddle. Drug. Right, right. It's what like right after you have a baby, oxytocin's what's firing so off. So
0: high, yeah. I yeah. held a new baby the other day, and I was like, Oh, oh,
1: absolutely. It's <laughs> why squishy babies are the best. Yeah, it's because they they suddenly your brain just starts pumping oxytocin into you to, yeah. to to make you attached to that feeling. It's why cuddling with your partner feels so good. It's why it's why cuddling yourself when you're feeling sick and you get that oxytocin going is 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 to protect you against like the virus that's fighting you and you're feeling bad. It's like oxytocin's going off in your body to make you feel warm and safe. Mm. So, so here's the rub. So you're working, you're making a piece of art and you're, and all your chemicals are firing. And if you think of them like a, like a chemical pump and it's, it's pumping those, those chemicals in eventually that reservoir is going to run dry
0: mm. like a hot water heater. Mm-hmm. You're
1: going to run out of hot water.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And your body's going to go into refraction and suddenly you feel shitty
0: and you're frustrated. And you're frustrated. Generally it's frustration.
1: You've run into a wall. Yeah. You hit a wall. Yeah. Um, if you don't have enough calories, then. then Oh, it's even worse. The pump's going to go even worse. Yeah. And so and so your body suddenly goes into this hangover phase where everything's shit, mm-hmm. everything you just made was shit. Right. And you, do, you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. You, you're just like, why did I think that was good? That's right. So and yeah. everything floods back in. So. Yeah.
0: Well, it's like it's an extreme. Yes. It's, it, there's not like a, a it's slow slide, no. you know, no. you're just, and I know it well too. It's like, you're fantastic. Everything's great. Like you could literally be lion King right now, yeah. hanging over the edge of the cliff. Yeah. Like you're being held, showed off all the things. And then all of a sudden you fall.
1: Yeah. And, It's artificial. Mm -hmm. What you made was not faulty. What you made was not shit, but your happy chemicals are depleted. Right. So you're like, everything sucks. (laughs) And you need to stop touching what you were working on.
0: Yeah. Walk away. Eat something.
1: You need a cookie. Go on a walk. You need need some tea. Right. Go on a walk. Go watch a movie. Go do something. Because right now, all your good juice in your head is gone. Right. That's so crazy. Your frontal lobe kicks back in. Do they
0: they have like a marker on, is, is it a time frame or is it just, i guess somebody's probably pushed out faster than others right
1: right so how fast are you going to deplete it how quick are you going to go through it yeah so it's like everything else in our bodies we are unique individuals and, and it's yeah it's going to react differently to everybody but also like working out the more you do it your body goes oh oh you're going to need these six chemicals regularly? Oh, for longer oh okay well we'll just tomorrow i'll make a little bit more if you use that's them, so cool and then wow. the next day we'll use a little bit more. Oh my we'll gosh!
0: But it's so primal in a way. Yeah.
1: But if you don't, if you don't use your your, if you don't use those good chemicals, your body will go into a, a conservation because it it takes an extreme amount of calories.
0: Yeah. To, Another reason to eat.
1: This is what I'm leading to. Yeah. If you're not giving your, your brain uses the most calories. Right. It's like twenty <laughs> something like crazy. Yeah, like twenty percent crazy. of our calories. It's crazy. So if your body doesn't have those calories mm-hmm. to make the good feeling chemicals, it won't, and yeah. it'll it'll hold wow. it back. Because Cause it won't spin it'll like you're not using those chemicals yeah so we're not going to make extra chemicals and so then you you fall into this downward spiral mm-hmm. of not feeling like you have meaning not feeling like you fe- you don't feel warm and fuzzy about anything you don't feel excited about yeah you don't have these dopamine Mm-mm. spikes you don't have these endorphins you mm-hmm. don't have like that was one of the other ones you don't have like you don't, don't just have, flew out there it is you don't have these these moments of, of the kick where, yeah. where you're just like oh this is and so then when we talk about creativity or when I'm teaching creativity or teaching to, to people about like how to utilize their skill sets i talk about where you spend in your juice
0: Mm, like where, where else is the are those flow state spaces going
1: to if you're doing it scrubbing your toilet it's fine if every day
0: or like social media, I mean, I guess that like is a dopamine hit, right? It's like how, how much time did you spend on a screen this morning before right, starting your right. art project? You're not probably going to enter it into the best state.
1: You used all your juice. Exactly. So by the time you, okay, so you can, I'm just going to scroll through TikTok or Instagram real quick. I'm just going to get 10 minutes
0: of that probably zaps you.
1: Not against it. No, not
0: against it. I'm not either. I, I learn, I go to TikTok school regularly.
1: But what if you did TikTok school afterwards? Exactly. When you're in that refractory Well, and that period. can
0: probably bring it back. And yeah. then you're like, oh. I'm in, I'm inspired again.
1: Use your juice on what you want to use it on. Yeah. Don't use it on don't use it on and eat food. And eat, eat a lot of food. Eat food and and use it regularly. So this right. is what we talk about the 5 minute practice where it's like if you can instill a 5 minute practice into every day. Mm. Like that it kind of in the front of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Your body's going to get used to saying like, oh, you know what? When when she wakes up in the morning, she does her breathing. She does her yoga. She does her meditation,
0: which is fantastic for cortisol.
1: Yep. Yep. She, she, she gets it. She gets a meal into her Mm -hmm. and just pretty quickly, we got to be ready with all of the good drugs because she's going to do
0: yeah. a real quick
1: five-minute practice. Right. And it sets you off. It starts to set you in motion for this this creative exploration mm-hmm. and this kind of like your body, your body will take care of you. You know this. Like yeah. Your, your no, body- it
0: really does. And it's so freaking powerful. Like I thought I ruined my body. And granted, now when I skip meals, it's a little bit more sensitive than if someone didn't have an eating disorder for, oh, for 20, sure. 27, oh. 28 years. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Thank you.
1: I just want to rec. I just want to rec- thank just you rec- just said. That's It's a big deal.
0: It is a big deal. deal. Yeah. And so now I have a little bit more sensitivities, but also your body is so powerful at repairing. We live in a society where we're told by pharma that we're ill. Yeah. And guess what? Like we are powerful walking cellular machines.
1: Uh, I mean, this is this in this research around like the good brain drugs and, and the and the vagus nerve and like all of these other like.
0: Which cu- there's a ton of like online freebie exercises on how to like activate the vagus nerve. And I highly recommend.
1: Yeah. Well, just your, your gut biome and your and mm-hmm. all of these things that, that feel a little, felt a little woo to us, you know, earlier on. Right. But how, it's like researched. It turns out like the, like science just kind of keeps coming forward to present like, oh, it felt like we didn't have a great explanation for it. So we used magic. But like it turns out there's a real reason that that what felt like magic is just science, and it's also magic, and it's also magic. But yeah, because, no, I mean, are you fucking get, mirrors are magic? Yeah, you know, like the, the night star stars, yeah. magic. Oh, like totally sunsets, magic. Yeah, but um, phosphorescence, phosphorescence. magic, aurora borealis, <laughs> 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 the borough. the, boro- the boro- <laughs> help
0: the don- me out here, the donkey <laughs> in the sky. Yeah, um, amazing, amazing,
1: <laughs> but but we don't. The magic doesn't have to be. A uh, they don't have to be disarmed from their magic right. just because they work and there's a scientific explanation for it. Yeah. And it turns out that like your creativity is the subject of your creativity and, and what you choose to like focus your, your creativity on that's infinite and mm-hmm. go in any direction, any way you want it to go. But the, the kind of mechanism that allows you to feel really good about what you're doing, that's, that's chemistry. It's a really strong, yeah. powerful, and it's on board. You're born with it. You're, you can develop it just like any, other muscle, just like any other, you know, physiological thing in your body, you can own it and make it like work for you and do better things. But like, it comes down to like knowing that that's what's happening, right? And saying like, I'm not going to spend my juice on getting in an argument with my partner mm. in the first part of the day, right?
0: And, yeah, no, not worth know, it.
1: Or being stressed that we're not getting to school on time, or being mm-hmm. stressed that the, the the daughter didn't eat the piece of jam toast in the right way, yeah. or yeah, um, because it's going to use my juice, and yeah. I, and I need to save that juice for when I need want to apply it to the creative practice,
0: yeah, and. So so you've played with this actively.
1: I'm yeah. I mean, and it's, it's like everything. It's like working out at the gym. Like, you know, like every time you think like, Oh, is this the time it's going to work or not work? Like <laughs> I do not want to go to, I don't want to get dressed and go do this thing. Mm-hmm. But the moment I sit down and just start scribbling or I just start just asking questions, creative questions about like, what does it take to build interest in an object? And, you know, like, and I just start scratching through this murky layers and suddenly your, your mind clears and you get there and you start just going. I, I, built a lemonade stand for my daughter yesterday. It was like, it's really cool by the way. It was just, my wife was like, you built a lemonade stand today. And it's like, it's like got welded steel parts and like multifaceted like boards and like, you know, and I was like,
0: yeah, I just, and it's double layered. So there's like a actual place. There's a shelf that no one sees that you can hang a sign on, on the outside where you can keep all your supplies. So it's not a messy table.
1: I'm really right. I'm really, I'm really proud of it. But it was, it was like, that was the juice, baby. That was like, I, yeah,
0: you were out after. Oh, it, time yes, to eat.
1: Yes. Yeah. It was like, I ran right up until dinner time and got the girl from school and like we, and made dinner and then, oh, I didn't make dinner. I had to go buy a pizza. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is my favorite
1: food. Yeah. Thanks. I'm glad I, it should be. I went to see you Cindy. can
0: put anything on it. I mean, a pizza can literally hold all the things, but it's I a complete would, meal.
1: It's a complete meal, but I was completely exhausted. I was out. I, yeah. I was tapped out completely because I was problem solving and creative coming up with creative solutions. And I was when well, so,
0: you designed it, right? Yeah. If, I saw your drawings. Yeah. So yeah, there's that too. That takes a lot of energy.
1: It takes a lot of brain chemistry mm-hmm. and calories, you know, and I pushed all this stuff into it. And then I did it. And then it, and it, and it got to a, place I really liked and it's really exciting Mm. but it's like that's a good use of juice in a day yeah 'Cause there's a real and that's the other thing. It's like is is if you can have a material output that you can point at and say, Oh, that's what my brain was able to do. Right. Then that's encourages you the next day to come back to it.
0: Yeah. I have a a little story about this. Please. Now now I'm making this connection, but
1: <laughs> Right. Like now you're like, Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I've lived in Santa Barbara for about fourteen years now, maybe a little more, a little less, I can't remember. But before I moved here, I was living in Washington State and I worked at a mental hospital for children. And I was the art teacher. I also worked. It was art teacher, but also you're doing art therapy. And I was working with kids that were not okay. Mm. You know, they were in the system from age six to 21 and they were pushed out of school education because they were violent or most of them were violent. I mean, there was like a wide range, but none of them had homes, families. I mean, they were just in houses. I forget what they called them, but with a lot of other kids in the same boat, but come art class. You know, it's maybe not even an hour long. I learned real quick, like what works and what doesn't. And at the end of the day, none of it actually worked.
1: Mm. Worked for what?
0: Well, so I would, you know, they'd be so excited to do this thing. And and I would always like open up the floor. Like, what do you want to do? What, do you, what art mediums do we want to play with? And I would have all the supplies on the front table. We'd be ready and at it working and they'd all be in that flow state. I could, I would watch it. I would see it, just the excitement, like, look at what I'm making is so cool. And then one kid would zap out and just throw the table all the supplies, we'd have to exit, lock him in, let him do his thing. I mean, it was, you know, I visibly, now I'm realizing I visibly was seeing that tap out. Yeah. And for them, they didn't have probably nearly the amount because there was so much else going on psychologically and also so under-resourced for calories. Sure. So under-resourced. Right. Those kids weren't having proper food. No, they d- they didn't have access to it.
1: Well, and sleep and, and none of it. Yeah, any of the any and they were
0: the... spending their life fighting.
1: Yeah, so their f- their 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 fight their fight. What is it? Fight, flee, or freeze? And fawn. Fawn. Mm -hmm. I don't know that one.
0: I don't know as much about fawn either, so I can't talk, speak to it uh, in a really big way. But yeah, fight, flight, freeze fawn.
1: Those are always active. It's kind of like they never turn off. No,
0: yeah. You Mm -mm. know, it's like
1: impossible to get them to put the shield down.
0: Yeah, and And we were familiar with their charts, obviously. Yeah. And all of them had trauma. Wow. It was all trauma. Some of them had trauma from being prescribed medication for ADHD or autism or n- any kind of neurodivergence mm. and at like age two, starting at age two, which is neurotic to me and they're off the medication, but the side effects have absolutely damage them. They can't function. Wow. wow. Yeah.
1: And, you, and you know, and, and it's like, oh, here, have them do some art. and it's, Bye. Well, and Run. It's, well, and having that larger conversation about what, you know, like what we were saying earlier, when, when somebody looks at you and they say, what do you do? Or who are you? And you say, I'm an artist. And then we kind of have that, like both of us have that self-consciousness of trying to explain ourselves.
0: Right. And gain the approval of the person right. asking, which, why, well, why I does need, it matter? I, I need them to know. Because that- they've been to a museum and they know who, who, Picasso is.
1: Yeah. And and that that illusion of nobody knows what a real artist is or what a real artist like. They're really just trying to figure you out so that they, right. can, they can put you into. Oh, you're a dentist. Great. I know. I know a dentist. I know, I know you know. put
0: hands and mouths
1: Right. I know what dentists do. Um, and then they can ask a more finite question. And we face them with this enigma.
0: Right. And, and, and then they ask what genre do you work in? Yeah. And, and I'm like, what's a genre? Yeah. That's like that is the question that I'm like, don't ask me it, don't do you, ask me what do you say
1: it. what's your what's your go to
0: i don't know cuz i'm like well I, I literally touch anything that will create something so what's that genre
1: yeah. Lately, I've just been saying sculpture.
0: Yeah. I mean, I play with clay. I print, make. I sometimes I just throw paint on a canvas and other times I draw a human's face. Take, What's What genre am I? I take, don't know.
1: You take the most genreed artist you can think of, like any genre, like an artist that that like is known for this one thing.
0: I am the Picasso genre.
1: Yeah. And it's like he was an incredible sculptor. Right. You know, he he did. And he did funny, goofy, great, weird sculptures. You know, it's like Yayo Kasama is like oh, huge. Huge fan. Yeah. Huge, huge fan. Oh, the polka dots. Oh, she does nothing but polka dots. And it's like, yeah, but like. If Mirrors. Look, yeah. Lights. But it, right. Full installation. Mm-hmm. Full immersion.
0: Yeah.
1: And you realize like, so the most, you know, the biggest, most famous artists you can think of are not confined to one gesture. Right. You know.
0: Or like, ah, we, we, like the sunflower seeds, the yeah. porcelain sunflower seeds so in the masses. Pieces. It's yeah. mine, mine too. Like, I think about that piece and I'm like, what genre am I? <laughs> um... <laughs> It's
1: not a genre. Right. And so it really comes down to like trying to be generous with the person who's asking the question and trying to give them a foothold into art. And really the thing to do at that at that point I think I would love I would I would like to embody this more. I struggle with it. But would be to turn and say, Oh, do you like art? What kind of art? Are you into? Who are you listening to? Like what kind of work are you looking at? Like where Well, I think
0: they're asking left brained questions, right? Like they want like you said, hard, concrete answers. They want to connect with what you're telling them. And it's hard to connect to artists who are
1: like in Uh, the water. Yeah. I'm I'm still trying to analyze my favorite way to communicate with people. Yeah. That's not a a satisfying answer. No. Yeah. And so and so it it comes down to that of like, I don't feel satisfied. So how can I give you a satisfying answer? Right. And then I come off like the like that's... That's a real, I come off however I come off.
0: Well, and people ask, well, what are you making right now? I don't know. I don't have, what, what body of work are you proud of? Uh, I don't have a body of work. I just make shit.
1: I've been helping my friend make this podcast called It's Hard to Say.
0: There we go. You also just had an axe workshop that was fantastic.
1: Oh, thanks. It was great. Yeah. I'm going to force you out on this. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This was really a lot of fun to to have a chat with you uh, about all of the things I like talking about.
0: Yeah, no, this is fantastic. I so appreciate that you were willing to come on here and have a conversation. I feel like we talk about so many facets of life in general when I see you. And yeah. so I knew, we wouldn't have a shortage of things to discuss. So here in town, Miscellaneous Workshop is a fantastic place to let us know.
1: MiscellaneousWorkshop.com. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you are open to events and workshops here?
1: We do all sorts of things, you know. uh, Yeah. Send us a message and and check in. Um, You never know. If you just want to get on our mailing list, you can do that. If you want to partner with us and come up with some kind of creative workshop or just need to be a facility, we can talk about that too.
0: Yeah. And I'll put all those links in the show notes so you can find him on Instagram, on the web, all the spaces. And maybe even if you're in Santa Barbara, take an axe workshop. There's another one coming up this summer. July 9th. July 9th. That this episode will be out by then. So Mm -hmm. I had no idea what it entailed. You literally make an axe and Mm -hmm. learn all the bits and pieces that go into making an axe, what kind of axe you want to make. And then you make a leather sheath. Mm hmm for it, which was probably one of the cooler parts, watching everybody learn how to work with leather, which is really primal and, and amazing.
1: It's yeah, the, yeah. I could, we could do an entire podcast. On, that on Acts. I just, I'm really, I was just really glad um, to have a chance to, to, I don't know, share with you and like, just hear your, your feedback is always so intelligent and fun. So I really oh, appreciate it. Oh, thank
0: Same. you. Same. And Patrick's the reason why this podcast exists. So huge thank you. And thank you to all the listeners today. Thank you for being here. You can find me on Instagram and the web. Instagram is at this is hard to say with a period between each word. The website is www.thisishardtosay.me. My more personal and graphic design account is at Chelsea underscore designs. Those will also be in the show notes below. If you want to support this project and podcast, there's a few ways to do so. You can head to my website, click the support button in the top right of the navigation, and that will lead you to how to help. You can also submit your own story anonymously, or you can share who you are. If this podcast spoke to you, it would be so appreciated to subscribe, leave a review, click some stars, and share it with your people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.